so let's go ahead and start where we're starting here. Let's start in the heart. And uh, let's just start taking some nice deep breaths, 360 degrees right into the heart space, almost like it's going from a big sphere around you right into a point in the center of the heart. And then exhaling that energy back out. So you're pulling in literally everything that could be of support for you today and moving forward. And you're exhaling out everything that is uh, no longer designed to be a vibrational match for who and what you actually are. So deep inhale into the center of the heart. And we'll exhale that back out. And again, deep inhale, 360 degrees right into that center point in the heart. And exhale it back out. And one last deep, deep inhale right into the center of the heart. Pull in everything that you could possibly need in this moment. And then we're going to exhale back out everything that no longer serves. Okay, It's kind of like a, a shift or an upgrade kind of happening that on that Last couple, some of you are getting right into that heart space and it almost jumped up into another um, dimension of experience or plane of experience. So, all right. All right then. So yeah, let's, so I'm curious about that. So let's see where we're gonna be going today, okay? So Sharon, where would you like to, where are we starting? All right, first question. What's underneath my upper back, shoulder, and neck postural issues? And how can I help and heal that? Neck, shoulder, upper back. Let's see. Um, well, the very first thing you show me is that there have been a lot of experiences in your life that have literally like kind of pushed you forward. It's like I keep you know, it's almost like if somebody came up behind you and was um, trying to, to get you focused somewhere out in front of you. So it's like this pushing, 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 like almost head down, body forward. Um, and so a lot of that also is energetic buildup in the, um, in the fascia of the in the muscle and the tissue and the fascia. So um, let's see. So let's just do this for everyone here, anywhere in, that we have um, that kind of stressor um, for any of us. Um, let's go ahead and just clear that field. Let's see if we can clear it out of the muscle, the tissue and the fascia. That it's interesting, the spine actually looks pretty good. It's, but the, 
the muscle, the tissue, and the fascia is kind of is what's got a hold of it. So the spine is a little bit curving in that way, um, but not because of the spine. The spinal flex right back when the muscle releases. Um, so let's see if we can just clear that field a little bit here. And I just keep hearing, don't push me, don't push me. You know, stop pushing me forward, stop pushing me. <laughs> but that's been a pattern for you that has been going on for a really long time. And so over time, the physical body also starts to adapt to that um, energetic reality. So mm, yeah, don't let people push you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, really claim it, but um, really claim it. So let me see. Yeah, any kind of work for you around like fascia release or that kind of thing um, would, could be really helpful in that area. So, thank you. Okay, this question. I feel a concern with the recent announcement of VAX mandates for businesses of 100 plus people or those with government contracts because my son may be forced to take the VAX or lose his job. And of course, other arenas where mandates are being enforced. I know to hold the space for new potentials, yet still feel concerned. Please share your perspective. Yes, um, it's um, this was near and dear to my heart as well. And just getting ready to move from California to Arizona and uh, partially just because, you know, the energetics of California is getting heavier and heavier all the time. So, um, and have also been doing a little bit of back work with Governor Newsom. I'm not sure how much uh, help that's been so far, <laughs> but um, have been doing a little bit of energetic work with him as well. So, um, so what I wanna say here is that, um, you know, a lot of times, things just have to get really, really tight, really strong before people just flat out stand up and say, no, I'm not doing it. You know, it's like when you think about how many people are in the world and there's just such a small group of individuals who are really quite frankly, uh, just running scared. I mean, they're just running scared at this point. So they're just doing absolutely anything they can to maintain some sense of control. And regardless of whether you believe in vaccines or don't believe in vaccines or, or whether you, you know, what your stance is on this, the freedom to choose is probably a pretty big one. And so, but nobody can give us that freedom. We actually have to um, claim that freedom, that freedom to choose. And, um, and, and there's some hard decisions that are having to be made. You know, I know for a fact, I was just listening to something that's not coming from the energetics of it, although I wanna look at that in just a second, but it's just listening to something where there are already so many, um, employers of a hundred and more that are already taking uh, legal steps against this mandate and things like that. It's just, I mean, it's flat out 
just on a very physical level, it's just illegal, you know, it's not even, uh, but again, when, when an authority figure gives a mandate like that and everybody just says, okay, what it's really touching more deeply within each one of us is the fact that we have been conditioned over and over and over again to do just this. We've been conditioned over and over again to kind of um, bow down to that authority figure. And if you don't believe that you're conditioned in that way, you know, it's time to really take a deeper look because no matter how you cut it, if you went through public education, you've been conditioned. If your parents went through public education, you've been conditioned, you know, so, and it's so part of our daily living and our daily lives that we don't even know it's part of our conditioning, right? And so what's happening right now is we've got, you know, perceived authority figures that are tightening, tightening, tightening this more kind of a, like, to me, honestly, it feels very tyrannical. It feels very um, forced in many ways. I always say, if, if anybody was really in fear for their life around an illness, you would not have to force people to get anything. They'd be standing in line. If they were watching their friends drop dead because of a virus or because of something, people would literally be standing in line waiting to get whatever they could in order to be supported. But that's not really what's happening. It's, there's this force to comply. And if we look at it just a little bit deeper, we can see that what it's really trying to do is it's helping us to wake up from beyond that slave self, beyond that conditioned self that just bows to authority, right? Um, if you think about the vastness of our being, I mean, honestly, the vastness and the beauty of our essence, of our beingness, of our sourceness, then there is really, um, in many ways, there's nothing to fear. But we've, again, we've been so conditioned to, well, what about our job? Well, what about our this? Well, what about our that? And um, the fact is, is we just have to make some challenging choices right now. And those choices are, really have to, the, the question we're really asking ourselves is, you know, are we, um, are we energy? Are we divine beings having a human experience or are we um, human beings under some kind of rule and obligation to other human beings? To me, one of them is the slave self and the other one is the divine self. And um, we're getting right down to that at this point. You know, we're getting right down to that. So I understand the concern. Um, and one, let's set the intention that those who do have mm, concern and the capacity to choose for their employees, that they actually do make that choice, that they make a choice that is not just right for them. I'm hearing a lot of um, employers say things like they may be pro, uh, they may choose the vaccine. I'm not even going to use pro and 
anti because those words are so charged right now. But I'm hearing of a lot of employers that are have over 100 and they're, they're pro-choice. Basically, they just want people to be able to choose. And so let's, let's just for a moment, let's just um, really, um, however it wants to be used, we're not dictating anything here, but really that people just acknowledge and live by the courage of their own knowing. You know, not, not an imprint, not an authoritative, you will do this or you won't do this. Not from that standpoint, but let's just add here the courage of our own convictions and the gentleness to implement that courage with as little conflict as needed, you know? We don't, it doesn't need to be a battle. It's just a gentle, clear courage that says yes when we want to say yes and says no when we want to say no. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, yeah, there's a lot of heart energy going on in this one. So let's clear the heart too. I mean, if, if we're paying attention to our bodies during these times, a lot of times that's what closes down. We don't even know why it closes down, but the heart just constricts and contracts. Um, and it constricts and contracts most likely around not being able to, feeling like we can't choose for ourselves. Yeah, we've got these bodies that are so amazingly capable, the capacity of the human body to reorient, rebuild, reconfigure is just fascinating, just beautiful. And we've been conditioned to not rely on that. We've been conditioned to pull ourselves away from the very vehicle that we are using to express in this world. Yeah, so let's go back to it. What does the body know? What does the body feel, say, want or not want? And the choice is, to me, the choice is whatever the choice is, but the, the important point to me is that it's, that there's choice, that it's not coming from the slave self, but it's coming from the divine self. Okay, this next question is, and it ties into the one you just answered. Uh, my question is for my children and my husband, how to support them in the vaccine what, and what is going on for them and how to talk to them about it as well as, um, when I have, yeah, she says, I don't have, I don't want them to have it. Yeah. Um, one, uh, hold on a second. I always have to get really far out of the way in these questions. So give me just a second. 
so I would have said something different probably two months ago, but at this stage, um, the, the, the vaccine issue is such a polarized issue, right? It's so polarized. And so if we, if we just look at it from that vantage point energetically, then there is a reason why we are being divided. When we're divided, we're working against each other. When we're divided, we forget to love and support each other. When we're divided, even our families are falling apart, you know? And so um, what, there's a opportunity here to love regardless. Yeah, to love beyond what you think you have been able to love before. Yeah. So um, Thursday of this week, we're going to start the journey back to love from confusion to liberation. And part of the reason I, I haven't uh, offered the journey back to love in quite a while, but we're going to offer it because of this very topic. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're forgetting that first and foremost, we are love, right? And first and foremost, we are capable of supporting anybody in anything from that place. It doesn't mean that we would choose it ourselves and it doesn't mean that we have to choose it ourselves. And it doesn't mean that I'm advocating for that choice. Um, I would not choose it myself. So, but what I do wanna say is that this division, this separation is in some ways more harmful than at this point anyway, more harmful than the vaccine itself. And if you know me two weeks ago or two months ago, I probably wouldn't have said the same thing. But that's kind of where we are right now. And I just want to, um, yeah, I just, I just want to bring that as a, as a potential. Can we love, period? And if we can, we're more likely to be unifying instead of separating it's more likely that somebody that is considering that choice or making that choice um, would be more willing to um, maybe receive support or more willing to consider another option when that energy or that conversation is coming from a place of love than when it's coming from a, I know this and this is my choice, so you need to make it. You know, it's like, um, again, it's, we're at this place now where it's not so much what we say, but how we say it, not so much what we, what we convey to somebody, but where do we convey it from, you know, and if we can convey it from the heart, you can say some very direct things to people when you say it from a place of love and they're more likely to hear it than you are when you say it from a place of fear or from a place of separation. So before you say anything to anybody, I'd get our hearts in check. I'd sit with that and be present to 
what that actually feels like and acknowledge the fact that you're in fear. And this is why you don't want, and I understand, I totally get it. Um, and at the same time, yeah, we have this opportunity to, to do this from love and not let, really not let things separate. Separate where there doesn't need to be a separation. Yeah. There are other little caveat here. There are definitely, when people come back at you as a, you have to do this, you know, when you're giving them choice and they're coming back as a, you have to, it's probably a good time to cut your ties and move in a different direction, right? So, and again, for no other reason that you've got, you've got an intention of love meeting an intention of separation, right? And so there's really not gonna be a conversation there. Yeah, so love first, please, please, please. <laughs> we need it. All right. All right, this question is, uh, her daughter is having pain on the left side of her abdomen. Any input? Um, I don't wanna guess here, yeah, front or back and sharp or sharp pain or different than that? Whoever asked that question, could you let Sharon know? Is it sharp pain or is it front of the body or back? On the left. Front of the body. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so let's see. Well, um, the first that I see, um, it looks like it's, it's kind of intestinal. Um, and uh, hold on a second. It's really interesting because it definitely looks like it's in the intestinal tract, um, and um, and it, but it also looks like there's just this like like this energy underneath it. Um, I you know just like yeah like this energy underneath it of this this like frustration or irritation or something that's going on. It's like she it's like. All I see is her trying to push through something and she's not exactly sure how to push through it. And it also equates to like this bit of a, a blockage or something along that around in the intestinal tract. Again, on a physical level, she's trying to push through something and it's just kind of not quite flowing the way she wants to and kind of her energy gets backed up behind it and it's like Arr. so she's trying to push it through um and but I mean I would definitely approach this it, it does look like it's kind of on a physical level as well as an energetic I mean there's the energetics have gone right down to the physical level so I would address this with some type of support just to um, yeah, that just move that intestinal tract. Um, 
just get some fluidity back into that intestinal tract. It looks really dry. The intestinal tract looks really dry. So um, even something as simple as, you know, water, like lots more water, that kind of thing, but it looks like it's, it needs something a little bit more than that. So, um, yeah. I just, uh, I checked this out, but I just heard um, uh, Nux Vomica um, is a homeopathic remedy. And if this is a little person, um, that might be an easier way. Like sometimes they won't take other things. So I just heard um, her say Nux Vomica. It sounded like a little voice, so. <laughs> I know I have the capacity for the part of me with a scarcity mindset. As it is part of my conditioning, I am following my body and, and it has taken me on an amazing journey. But the cycling in and out of pure love and slave self is exhausting. Anything around making this transi transition is dismantling the slave self easier for me and my son. Uh, <clears throat> any suggestions? Um. Well, yes, um, so um, let me just say that in this energy, it feels like, and it, I can completely relate to this and understand it, um, and it also is still there. So, so we have been conditioned to think that we have to quote unquote, get rid of something. You know, it's like that there's some part of us that is bad and that part of us needs to be cut out. You know, that part of us needs to be stopped at all costs. You know, that's the bad part, it's gotta go so that the good part can shine, if you will. And it's not quite it. I think the only thing that's really kind of mucking up the process here is that, when any of that more shadowy kind of energy comes up, um, then, you know, when some of that slave self patterning comes up, again, can we just acknowledge that it's up? Can we just acknowledge that it's there? Can we actually let it be there without trying to cut it out, destroy it, change it, right? It's like, um, these shadowy parts of ourselves or these conditioned slave, slave parts of ourselves, they're just parts of ourselves that have been in the dark, right? And, and I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. I think one of the biggest um, reasons why we push so hard or try so hard to get rid of something that we feel is shadowy or um, not preferred within our human experience is because we believe that we're the ones that put it there. We're, we believe we're the ones that did it to us. We're the ones that are quote unquote wrong. And let me tell you people, <laughs> we were all born into a slave-based reality and we're just figuring that out very deeply right now. Yet we're just now really seeing that that, that might've been true. So no matter what happened to any of us earlier on, I mean, I had 
so many money issues, it's not even funny. And I could tell you all kinds of stories about why I had scarcity beliefs and all this other kind of stuff and why they still come up, you know, you know, and I have to be with them again. But the, but I think the bigger piece that we really want to remember is that this is not a, you as an individual um, are broken or wrong because this is there. Every single human being on this planet has been born into a reality that is conditioned for power, right? It's, con it's conditioned so that there is power on the one hand and not on the other hand. So one, let's, let's just count the fact that you're even looking at this, that you're even willing to see it as a blessing and as a capacity in and of itself. And once you meet whatever's arising within you from this place of, wow, this is, this is my capacity, it's my ability to see this right? It's my ability to love this, to be with this, to not make myself wrong for this. That, that's about the moment that things start unwinding and start shifting on their own. That's about the time that things start lightening up and scarcity starts to turn into fluidity and abundance. And yeah, and I understand it's a, it's a hard one experience um, in some cases, but it's only a hard one experience because we think we're the ones that are broken <laughs> so, and we're not, yeah. Okay, this uh, next question is, I've had issues with my feet for a couple of years. It has become less over time and not keeping me awake at night, but it still can disrupt any sleep. Any advice? You know, um, the very first thing you show me is, it's interesting, um, your energy is actually pretty much in your body. And the last, I would say about from about mid-calf, even maybe even just a couple inches above your ankles, that's how far down in you feel like you are connected to the earth, connected to the planet. But that there's like this disconnect at the lower part of the calf and then it's almost like it's almost like your feet don't aren't the ones touching the earth I mean I know they physically are but energetically there's a disconnect at that place and it's in both feet so that can be it could be circulatory um, like at a physical biological level that the heart energy is yeah that's where it is um, so there's something, um, I don't know if this has gotten worse or not over time, but my guess is, is that it, it might have been escalating a little bit. And again, the heart's going, you know, I just want to love. That's what I keep hearing from you. It's like, I just want to be, um, yeah, I just want to love. I just want to be uh, be able to be present here. And yet here is not very inviting. Um, and so if it has started 
fairly recently, or I think I just saw something come up in the chat that it was around COVID time. That makes perfect sense to me because, yeah, I mean, your, your heart's open, you're in your body, you've worked diligently to be present to your life experiences and, and everything's there, except it's a little hard to digest. Um, I think it's a little hard to digest what's going on in the world right now, especially when your heart is open like yours is. Um, and if you're, I think maybe you might also be related to the little girl, um, maybe with the digestive stuff. So again, it's kind of the same, it's the same pattern. You're just kind of feeling it out in different ways. So instead of trying to go down into the earth, um, stand on the earth and let the earth come up to meet you. Get, give, let the, let the, um, the essence of the earth, not the people on the earth and the division of the earth, but let the beauty and the essence of this kind of divine mother, this divine Gaia, energy really come up through the soles of your feet and they only have to come up to about you know if you really want to be extra diligent up to about the knees because that's the connection you know um but i would just literally um i I'd get on some earth somewhere and just invite her to come up and mm, connect yeah it's, it's almost like you're saying to her it's like I I can't keep my heart fully open and connect at the same time right now it's just too chaotic there's too much confusion there's too much craziness going on that doesn't make any sense to a a, a well-opened heart um, so invite that divine mother to come up and support you She's got you. <laughs> yeah. All right. This question is: I want to downsize and move, and have less to have less to maintain for many years. Yet I haven't felt another home location that inspires me to move. Also, I stay put because I no longer want to live alone. Yet that isn't changing either. <laughs> what is behind the resistance? <clears throat> let's take let's take resistance out of it for a moment. And let's consider that, um, so a lot of times when we come from a place of resistance, and I know this because Sharon can attest to the fact that I have been looking for a new place for a good, a good amount of time um, and can so hear myself in that same question, you know, uh, where is it and when is it? And, so, but let's, let's do this. Let's just take the energy of resistance out of it first. And let's assume that no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable it is where you currently are, that let's just, let's just give the benefit of the doubt and assume that something bigger is working on your behalf. That something the 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 source self of you or the essence of you is actually keeping you put keeping you maybe even a little bit isolated for a reason because we have we have two fundamental options 
when we look at anything within our lives, either it's working for us or it's working against us, you know? And, um, and even when it feels like it's working against us, it, again, can we see that that might be working for us too? It might be, I know in my, I was, I was not feeling very well for quite some time um, with a thyroid thing that was, was healing itself and we were trying to get that rebalanced. A lot of exhaustion. Um, I wasn't able to move when I thought I wanted to move. I was paying too much. I was paying a lot for the house that I'm currently in. And so we had all of this going on. Um, can you guys hear that? Okay, good. Um, so, um, so there was there was all of that, and I finally just had to ask myself the same question. It's like, okay, what's working for me? What what is this? You know, I'm giving myself permission to rest because I need to rest right now. I'm giving myself permission to spend more money than I'd ever spent for rent. Um, but there's nothing I can do about it in that particular moment, right? There's, there's nothing I can do to change it. I'm just asking, what am I getting from this experience right now? What is it showing me? What is it offering me? What is it allowing me to come to? And one of the things that I really noticed is that like literally just, so we're taking resistance out of it. And we're just saying, okay, this is what is, regardless. We're, that's the resistance. We're saying no to what is. So if we take that out and say, okay, we're just going to say yes to what is, then, then we can start sitting back into it. And I think the bigger, the bigger question here is, or the bigger maybe fear or anxiety here is, will I be supported? And I completely get that. The deeper question is, will I actually be supported? And so, and just try it, right? Just try it. This is what is, this is where I am. This is what is, uh, this is what's happening in this moment. And instead of trying to move forward and shift out of it and change it, let's sit back in it for a second. And let's one, ask ourselves, what's the deeper question here? What's the deeper concern here? What happens if you don't move? What happens if you don't get into the next place? What happens if you don't make that next choice? That's the, that's the piece that you really want to be present to sit with, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, we share the earth and the current divide isn't sustainable. Can you see a way to engage in a public conversation towards consensus reality for the common good? Yeah, so again, let's, first we have to understand that that consensus reality is the reality that we're, we're intending for the well-being of the earth herself and for the humans that inhabit her. So that consensus reality is always created from a core. So you have a core group of people who are interested in 
loving this planet. They're interested in loving the waters of this planet, the mountains of this planet. They're interested in nurturing and living in communion with nature, right? Nature's laws, nature's principles. And so as we claim that, you know, as we claim that as our intention point, we start inviting energetically other people to have that conversation. And that conversation, it always builds from the inside out, not by trying to get other people to agree um, to something that they may not agree with quite yet. And we don't know what creates or what creates a consensus, right? We could say from our vantage point, we could say everybody here wants a loving, planet. We want the planet to be loved. We want to be loved. You know, um, we want to contribute to that love. We want to contribute to the love of the people on the planet. But that may not be the collective energy, right? So guess who's the one that is actually going to create that reality? Guess who is the one that actually gets to create that consensus over time? It's each one of us who hold that as our intention, right? So let's start having that conversation with the people that we already know that we can have that conversation. And let's hold that energy field. And what you'll notice is that other people will come and other people will come and other people will come. And it doesn't have to be a physical consensus. It can be an energetic it, well, it's always an energetic consensus, but hold that focal point and invite others to you who can add to that energy, right? And then hold that focal point and add others to you who can add to that energy. And that's how you create that conversation. Yep. Our last question. So uh, two physical issues, pre-basal cell cancer on my cheek and something causing pain above my left upper molar would be similar to your answers but about my moving, but um, be with what is. And do you pick up something, some underlying reasons why I've had both for three years? I still fear going to the doctor for diagnosis. The very first thing I hear is what's eating you. So what's eating at you? What's, what, um, you know, what's that one topic or that one experience or that one something that's just eating at you? It's like, it's, it's hard to, um, you know, we, if we use the metaphor of teeth, you know, it's something you've been chewing on for a long time. It's something that comes back over and over again. And, um, and it, it really does want to be released. It's, it feels like, a, on the one hand, like something you're trying to figure out. And so you're chewing on it. You've got a, a hold of it. You've got a bite on it. Um, and, and also the chewing on it has maybe not allowed a full letting go of it. Like as you're trying to figure it out, um, it's, 
it kind of just drives deeper and deeper in. And so my question would be, you know, what is that? And whatever it is, can you just acknowledge that it's, it's there and it's been there for a while and you're really ready to release it, let it go, whatever it is. And um, yeah, to me, it feels like it's, it's a division of some sort of rightness or a wrongness, a, a wrongness that you feel it might have been um, yeah, projected onto you and or perpetrated um, onto you. And you're like, yeah, you're just trying to just can feel it in the, in the teeth. Um, and they're actually kind of both related, um, both the skin and yeah, how do you face this? How do you face, so there's the fear of going to the doctor and that kind of thing. But I think that the deeper piece underneath it is what have you been chewing on for a really long time? That it just doesn't, and it just doesn't work for you to try to figure it out that way anymore. It doesn't even work for you anymore to hold on to whatever you think it was or it wasn't. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's wherever, when, whatever you're looking at right now, whatever that thought is that's just coming up, I would play with that. Yeah, you don't have to fix it. It's not broken. You just want to explore it. You just want to feel it. How does it make you feel in your body when you think of whatever that thing is? Um, what does it do to your heart? How do your emotions feel? Because the bigger fear feels like it's maybe the fear of letting this go or the fear of what it means if you drop it. Um, yeah, anyway, I hope that's helpful. So is that it? Yes, it is. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So let's, um, we're just going to do because we can here. Again, you know, there's just so much going on. And like I was saying earlier, regardless of whether we're in the middle of it or you know, far away from it, we're still feeling the energetic waves that are moving through. And a lot of times we are ourselves helping to transmute some of that energy. And so, I mean, this, this, there's a really deep need to be easy on ourselves, to be kind to ourselves and to really ask ourselves first, what do we need in this moment? What, what do we need? You know, I, there are days when you probably don't really want to be out and about. You might not even want to go to the grocery store. You know, okay, that's, 
you're meeting that need. There are other days where you might be really angry for no apparent reason. And it's okay to go find something to hit, you know, not someone, but something, you know, it's okay to just yell for a second, you know, give yourself permission to let things flow that want, want to flow because none of it's wrong, none of it's bad. And quite frankly, right now, we have no idea where it's even coming from because anybody and everybody is processing anything and everything for the collective, right? We have, yeah, you can make a story about it and make it, well, of course this is me because this happened to me when I was this age or whatever, and I get that. I get that there's a resonance for it and you can identify a resonance within it, but just for right now, let's, let's drop those stories and let's just be kind to whatever's arising. Yeah, let's just meet it with kindness, meet it with love, meet it with a little bit of compassion. Consider that if it was anybody else having that experience, you would treat them very differently than you're probably treating yourselves. Yeah, so. Yeah, just a little, it's amazing. A little bit of love, a little bit of compassion goes a really long way. And it help, helps us also to remember what we actually are. And by hook or crook through this whole experience, this is what we're gonna remember. Yeah, we are going to remember the love that we actually are and the capacity that comes with that. So, and again, just as a side note, journey back to love from confusion to liberation is really, I mean, based on what we've been talking about here today, I'd really recommend it. I mean, the questions that came up today just go perfectly with what we're gonna be talking about over those 12 weeks. So if it's something you're interested in, um, we just lowered the price for it a little bit as well so that it could be a little bit more accessible during these times. So anyway, I think that's it. All right. Lots of love, everybody. Thanks for your questions and I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>